Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. Today, I am joined by the amazing Penny. And Penny and I did the AWPT mentorship together this time last year. So I think we were round three. So today we are catching back up and talking about all things her journey as a coach, talking about what she's doing now, her experience with the mentorship and anything else that comes up within the conversation. So um, I would love to introduce Penny and get her to talk a little bit about herself, her journey, what she likes to do inside and outside of the gym. So yeah, take it away, Penny. Hello. Hi, Tara. Thank you so much for such a lovely intro. Um, So yeah, uh, we were working together in the mentorship Wow, we finished up over six months ago now, but this time last year. Um, And kind of, I suppose, what led me to where I am now, where I, why I did the mentorship and stuff. So I've been a personal trainer since, uh, when would I have been? 2020, actually. Yeah, I jumped into personal training um, while I was traveling, actually. I decided was when I wanted to become a personal trainer and I finished up my travels, came back and studied. We went into all of that lockdown jazz. And as soon as New Zealand came out of lock, the first, our first lockdown, um, I made the switch from a office job into personal training. So yeah, I've been, I suppose, coming up three years in the industry now and, um, kind of halfway through. I started thinking about where's my kind of place in the industry and how do I want to um, help my clients and things like that. Who are my clients? And I realized that, you know, there was a bit of a gap here in terms of young providing support and entry into the gym for young women. And so I designed a program called Kira, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so once I kind of came up with that concept, it was sort of like coinciding exactly when Kayla was saying that she was running another mentorship and to jump on. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got this idea, but I have absolutely no idea how to bring that idea to life. And so, um, yeah, so I thought that was the, the stepping stone I needed, the bit of coaching support. 100% business support um any other support I didn't even know I needed um support uh so I jumped on that that's where I met Kayla that's how I met you guys and I suppose since then have just been running my hero program personal training and doing heaps of fun stuff in between and absolutely so matching it at everything you're doing <laughs> well which is so so cool to see so when you said that you um I guess discovered your love or wanted or decided that you wanted to go into the coaching space when you were traveling how did that kind of come up like where were you traveling did you talk to another coach and you're like oh my god that sounds like I something I want to do yeah yeah 100% that so I've been gym training I suppose I should say a lot longer than I have been coaching I've been training at the gym since I was at school um I played sports but not very well I got injured um, and then I stopped playing those sports. So I didn't, I got even worse at those sports, but I kind of stumbled upon the, the gym as that was a place where I could, um, you know, do things that would benefit me and my body. I wouldn't let down any sports team. I could meet people who were doing the same kind of training. And I really fell in love with the gym, um, while I was at school and throughout university. Um, but I studied psychology and human resources and I went into an HR job post all of that but always going to the gym and doing you know and that became sort of my side passion um say and then I worked in human resources for three years 
decided it was time to do a big OE stint, as most New Zealanders do, and took myself off traveling. And that kind of big travel was a, a it was a backpacking trip around Europe. Um, I was just following the wind. I had no plans as such. Um, and it became also that kind of like, oh, who am I kind of yeah. What do I want to do when I go back? Not that I had any plans. And during that, um, during the travels, I ended up just spending a decent amount of time in Ireland. And because I was there for a while, I joined a gym because that still was something I loved doing, but I just missed it as part of travel. And I had an opportunity where I was hunkering down for about six weeks. So I joined a gym. And at that gym, there were three amazing um, women and personal trainers there that kind of took me under their wing and showed me what it was like to actually turn this passion of mine of training and and being in that environment into a career um, I really enjoyed their lifestyle you know they were free during the day to do activities with me some days um, the stories that they had about the success of their clients um, yeah and all of that sort of stuff just really inspired me to seriously think about the job and um, you know eventually commit to the job and that I think the other thing about it was that um, they showed me that it was really it was a doable job and it was something that I could do so even though I, I gym trained a lot I never you know I never considered myself the strongest person or the fastest person or the most hypertrophied person so you know I even had those doubts on my oh and am I allowed to be a personal trainer if I'm none of those things? Um, and I'm not saying these women weren't, but they were just the ones who, who showed me that actually to be a personal trainer, you don't have to be the best at absolutely everything. You just have to be able to coach people to be their best. And that was a really key learning I learned. And then, yeah, that totally inspired me to pursue the job. And obviously, too, I'd imagine that your background in psychology and everything like that would also impact the way that you coach massively. How how did that how did you find the transition of going in sort of human resources, which you obviously are working with people to then going into coaching, which you are still working with people, but just in a different capacity? Yeah, so I suppose like I've always been more on the people side of life. Um, when I was thinking about what to study at university, um, I, I was not hugely convinced on, say, the numbers route or something like that. And so it made sense to go down a more people route. Um, and it's just been great to be able to be in jobs that have been surrounded by people. Um, I have to say... Well, this is a good thing about um, HR, but uh, the, the biggest shift I noticed between the two kind of roles, I mean, the similarities is working in the people space, but the difference is just almost personal training being a lot more positive side of working with people. And I definitely noticed that in, you know, in the office job, that some of the things I was dealing with, although with people, which is... Um, you know the area I wanted to be and it wasn't always as positive um, as I would have hoped and now I'm working in a space that is amazingly positive and can make such a cool impact on people's lives and yeah so feeling much better suited to, to what I enjoy and my skill sets and things like that in this space. Mm. Yeah, that's incredible. And how did you find, so obviously you said you, you came back from this overseas experience and then you came back to New Zealand and you decided, yeah, cool, like this is, I think, what I want to do. What was, I suppose, like the next step? It was getting qualified, I assume. How did you find um, doing your sort of cert? Is that is it the same sort of process doing like cert three and four in New Zealand as it is in Australia? Yeah, it sounds similar. Mine was level four and level five certificate. Yeah. So yeah. sounds very similar. <laughs> and was that done online given that it was lockdown or in person? Yeah, it was. Um, so level four I did all in person and then level five turned into a unintentional online yeah. qualification. Yep. And so um, the route I took here, so I'd done a big three-year degree already so I wasn't hugely convinced to look into kind of a university qualification level um strength and conditioning and things like that had I known 
back way back when going into university that this was the field I was far more interested in things might have been different but you know would have should have could have it was never a, a career that was kind of advertised at school like the doctors like the lawyers and the accountants and things like that personal training wasn't so I never it didn't really cross my mind um anyway so when I came back well I actually um committed to the course whilst I was still traveling that was my hook back to New Zealand um but yeah so when I was looking into like what I want how I wanted to get my qualifications I chose the certificate route which was shorter turned out to be a year rather than committing to three years um but I suppose in saying all of that it just because it was a year it just means that I have been able to start working with a qualification a year in but I do know that and it's I I don't want to say it's a bad thing that I way I haven't done a strength and conditioning that's not be all end all of personal training but there's just so much more that I could have learned and that's another reason for um, hopping onto the mentorship as well and for how I found about all of these kind of um, all of the AWPT courses and things like that is um, you know once you start working with clients and once you go through some training you learn so much but then you also learn what you don't quite know yet yeah Um, yeah yeah so it's just been I would say a year of study and then three years of continuous learning yeah Mm -hmm. education um to get here you'll never know everything you can choose whatever (laughs) whatever course but you'll never know it all so as long as you're always open to learning more and stuff yeah which has been fun exactly and I think that is also just what makes a really good coach is someone who is also constantly open to learning. And I think the more that you are working with people and the more that you're in this space too, and the questions that you guess get asked from your clients, the more you realize, oh, <laughs> that's actually a really good question. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like the different kinds of people that you work with and the different injuries that they might come with, or you know, the different backgrounds that they might come with, or the different levels of experience that they have is all going to, you know, impact the way that you look for further education and the types of courses that you do and the types of mentors that you work with and everything like that. So yeah, I think it's so, so important. You never stop learning as a coach. <laughs> No, never stop learning. And that is a big thing of working with people in whatever realm because I think about, you know, going back to my human resource stuff and now being in this personal training stuff. When you work with people, every single person is different no matter what the topic is. Everyone will have different perspectives or different body shapes or types or movement patterns or however. Um, Yeah, so wherever you are and especially in the people space, but, you know, no two scenarios are the same. And so, yes just always having it that open mind and being open to learning and when that when the client asks that question and you're like oh that is a good question you know just acknowledging that that's yeah you you might not know the answer right now but that you're going to look into it and you're going to find the answer it will benefit them but it also benefits you and your toolkit and you never know what track that would lead you down or what you'll learn or Yeah, and I suppose that brings us on to the mentorship and AWPT and how you you came across AWPT in general. Because as you said, like if you're constantly committed to further education, I think the other side of that too is committed to surrounding yourself by other people that do know more than you so that then when you have those questions, you have people to either refer your clients onto when it comes to you know, things like physios or dietitians and, and things like that when it's out of your scope. Um, but also, yeah, surrounding yourself by whether it's other coaches or other mentors that you can go to and ask those questions and, and seek that advice. So how did you stumble across AWPT? Yeah, I stumbled across AWPT exactly for this reason I was looking for and I wish I could remember what I was looking for, but for something to help some client, you know, was hopped on the on the World Wide Web to start just figuring that out. And yeah, it's just um, something I stumbled upon would have been a post from um, Kayla would have popped up somewhere on my socials, and 
yeah, I said, oh, that looks kind of like something that I need to know more about, click into it. And, you know, it just opened up a world of, you know, information specific about women's training, which I didn't know about. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the education I did to get to here was fantastic, but not, um, not in that level de- of detail for women specifically. And I thought, oh, wow, 99% of my clients in the gym are women. Um, how how have I not learned about this stuff yet? So why not start now? Mm. Yeah, 100%. So did you do the eight-week AWPT course first or did you jump straight into the mentorship? Yeah, I was a unique case and then I jumped straight onto the mentorship. So um, I am a ditherer when it comes to buying and I've actually, you know, I've known this for years, but I've really thought a lot about this now in terms of my hero which we'll get onto and, and marketing that um you know so I'm a watcher a listener a thinker I need 500 touch points and then you know decide that it's the, the thing for me um and so I was well aware of the services provided and I was thinking about okay well I this is something I should probably for my clients would be really beneficial for them um so it was already kind of sitting there as something that I was thinking about and then it all happened quite quickly where I came up with this with my hero concept and um and just the opening of the the mentorship and speaking with Kayla and that I could do sort of the AWPT alongside that um, so yeah I did them both together and I just jumped in totally blind into the mentorship because I was like I I need to, I need a little bit of help with where I'm at now. Yeah. And it was, yeah, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Um, but yeah, that was sort of the, the process in jumping into the mentorship. And that's amazing because obviously the mentorship is like a large investment. And so just being so committed to your, um, further education and to your female clients and and to yourself and to your business ideas and your plan and your goals for the future that's incredible thanks yeah it it, it is a time and financial investment um but it was the right time for me and the right investment to to make well, I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> but 100% was the right thing to do. Yeah, so, no, 100%. Yeah. And, um, so as we've said, like that mentorship was this time last year for us. How did you find the six months just in general, first of all? Yeah, amazing. It was incredible. So yeah, it just gave me kind of everything that I needed in terms of like how to start my business. It showed me um, that confidence comes with um, seeing results. That's a big message I've got out of it. Um, and actually surrounding myself with a community of people who are doing the same thing. So I had this idea, and it's an idea that in my corner of the world, there isn't too much about it. Um, you know, there are, there are things like Hera, all over the show but you know in my community there's not um so you know you do feel a little bit on your own at times and so actually being part of a community and talking to girls who are going through the same thing that were trying to put themselves out there and promote whatever it was that they were doing um girls who had done it in the past that I could learn from you know to be in that sort of a hub was a really awesome opportunity um to as well just kind of normalize what I was doing and not feeling so alone but actually this is doable here's some steps here's some things you can take away so yeah really cool yeah no 100% and for those that don't necessarily know what's involved in the six-month mentorship which I, I believe Kayla is now calling the confident coach mentorship um, I suppose the way that it is structured is you have two 12-week blocks in the first um, 12 weeks you're going through a strength training program where Kayla is programming for you with the idea that um, 
you're working towards your deadlift, squat and bench 1RM. And so you have this whole program that is designed to increase your strength in those sort of movements. And then alongside that, each week we do a uh, lecture and a workshop where in the lecture we're going through a different topic, whether that's, you know, business related or programming related and sort of the differences between strength and hypertrophy programming or um, how to um, I suppose, define your ideal client and, and everything like that. And that's happening within the first 12 weeks. And then in the workshop every week, you're just there as a community or in this container of amazing coaches and you're able to bounce ideas off each other, which is where Penny, I suppose, is talking about, you know, how you can sort of, yeah, spitball ideas, workshop, you know, your vision. Um, and also, yeah, just not feel so alone in relating to people when it comes to the highs and lows of, business because I think as you said Penny um working as a personal trainer and being a sole trader it can be really isolating especially if you're doing it purely online and you don't have that sort of community in a specific gym but then even too when you are in a specific gym the nature of personal training and one-on-one is you're sort of coming and going and you've got a relationship with your clients but no you're not necessarily talking with um all of the other coaches that are there because they're with their clients. And so it can feel, as you said, quite sort of isolating mm-hmm. and hard to, yeah, I suppose like relate to different people, especially if in your circle and you've come from a corporate job like yourself and I, most of your friends and your immediate circle and family are probably not in that same space as you. So having this container where you can workshop things each week is amazing. And then in the second half, the second 12 weeks, you're going through a hypertrophy program. So thinking more sort of that bodybuilder style, aesthetic based style of training. Um, And then each week in that lecture, you go through a different body part or a different muscle group, I should say, and go through all of the different exercises associated with that particular muscle group, which was, in my experience, incredibly invaluable because you get this whole big exercise library that you can then take to your clients and and really understanding why you do the exercises that you do and the intention behind all of the movements that either Kayla has programmed for us or we then program for our clients, which then makes you feel so much more confident in your ability to coach others and program for others. And yeah, I suppose that's why she's called it the confidence coach. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you really are left with so much confidence in all areas as a coach, whether that's in your programming, in your ability to market, in your ability to make a sale with clients. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, there's so much that you get out of the mentorship. And with it being, you know, this time last year that we did ours was, I suppose, what is the one lesson? I mean, I'm sure there are multiple, but what is one lesson that um, you learned within that mentorship that still stands out to you today? Picking one is really hard. That's why there's that moment of silence. Or two um, or three. <laughs> I think the biggest lesson, I think it was what I, you know, what I said before and that, yeah, confidence in your ability comes with seeing a little bit of results like you're probably going to start a venture and not be sure whether or not this is going to work yeah I think that's quite normal but once you see something happen no matter how big or small it is um then you can you kind of get into it but in order to have that happen you have to do the first step you have to go through the journey to get there um so it's just that patience game and so I suppose in the mentorship we saw within our own training um, we saw results come through and that gives us gave me some confidence in terms of yeah programming and training for others but then as well from like a business perspective getting all of these um, tips and that's why I was so like torn about what was the best piece of advice because all of these nuggets came out each week speaking to the girls and speaking um, to the with Kayla and learning from that about you know how best to to make sales or things like that but I didn't know if that was going to work until I gave it a go and 
tried it and then you know for example it was picking up the, the phone and actually calling a mm. client um, or a, a, someone who's interested a lead I should say um, and actually seeing that work gives you a little bit of confidence that you know that process is going to work and then you see you know I run one of my hair programs and then I get a little bit more confidence that that's actually going to work as well so I think that's the biggest takeaway and that's the thing I keep reminding myself is that um, confidence comes with giving you know when you start seeing results but in order to see results you have to do something about it yeah you have to start and that is scary but yeah yeah no I 100% agree I think that is an amazing lesson that's definitely something I learned as well and then Mm -hmm. as you said like the the confidence and the results compound as you keep going and as you learn and realize what works and potentially what doesn't but then you you know Mm -hmm. you learn from that as well yeah and so let's talk about Hera. So what is it? My baby. <laughs> what, how did you name it? Um, all of that. Um, yeah, so Hera, what I keep bouncing back to is my has been my little baby for the past uh, year now, coming up a year. Um, and so Hera is a program I designed for young women to educate them on the gym. So I kind of call it like an eight-week learn-to-lift programs for young women with the aim of a catchphrase which I don't use too often but it's to get the point across is like learn to lift for a lifetime it's not just eight weeks and see you later but it's an it's an eight-week introductory stuff um, course I mean eight-week introductory course that will lead you into whatever training you want to go on to in the gym um, so we spend kind of like a, a baby mentorship I suppose it's broken into two parts the first half is learning all of those fundamental movements and the second half is putting that into a strength program learning how to read a program follow a program and progress through a program um, and then as well I give education sessions to talk about all the other stuff that's involved in the gym um, how to write your own program what nutrition considerations might you want to con- make and consider um women's health stuff specifically as it's a, a woman's container um yeah because there's just so much information about everything other than just the exercise out there at the moment as well so I wanted to streamline that also so that is yeah that's my baby here um I ran my first program with three friends in February last year um yeah three girls in February last year and by the end of the year I ran eight uh eight programs and I had 38 women go through which was really cool yeah incredible yeah that's so so cool and what was that process like from you know having this idea that you said that you said that you had of being like there's nothing really like this in my corner of the world did that idea first come to you when you were traveling um or was that when you came back and you were doing the you know doing your certification and and learning all of these things yourself and being like oh people don't necessarily know this um and then how did you go from that idea to running that first program yeah, so the idea came um, a little bit later on. So I had done my PT quals, I'd started personal training and I'd been a trainer for a little bit. And um, yeah, I was trying, I suppose, to figure out where my place in the busy personal training space was. Um, and I... Yeah, I think it was actually, I mentioned I did my quals during the first lockdown. I think we, it was during the second lockdown where I was, I had so much time to read and things like that. And so I started reading about female participation in sport and the decline of female participation in sport. And I was like, oh, there's actually, you know, a lot of work being done in New Zealand in this space. But as I looked around in my circles, I was like, oh, but a lot of my friends are going to the gym and things like that. So, so where's this? disconnect still but as I looked around in my gym I was like oh there's actually not many women in the weight room of my gym there's um there's a lot of women going to classes and on the machine and so I started just asking some friends I said oh I was just wondering why don't you lift weights with me (laughs) and the same the more people I talked to about it kind of um yeah, the same reoccurring themes came up. Um, 
didn't know what they were doing. They went into the room and felt really intimidated. They just had no confidence in there. And, um, you know, that was, it was just a bit too intimidating. It was hard work to learn and they would prefer to, to go on the cardio machines, which yeah. they knew how to turn on and turn off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so I started to hear those kind of reoccurring ideas come through and I was like, Oh, um, mate, I actually know how to yeah. do all of that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that kind of just talking through through friends I you know so I kind of had this idea that um you know starting to work in the women's space that was really interesting to me started speaking to friends popped out this idea idea of actually I do know how I could fit into that space and I could pass my knowledge on to people um in the beginner beginner space and kind of break down those barriers entering a gym um yeah, so that's kind of how I came up with the idea of it. So that all happened, um, I think, at the end of, when did we, must have been the end of 2020, I kind of sparked up this idea. And then what really drove me to get it, so that would have been like kind of December, drove me to get it started by February was just once I kind of had figured out this is something that I could provide in the health and fitness space that's when I stumbled across that Kayla's mentorship was starting up in the new year. And I was like, oh, I've got this idea. I need yeah. a little bit of help getting it off the ground. And so, yeah, uh, I signed up to that um, quite quickly, considering I was saying it was a ditherer. Um, And then because I had made it, that investment, that commitment, um, yeah, I sat down one day and started drawing drawing up my idea for what Hero could look like and I spent January fine-tuning that speaking to all the girls in the container and the mentorship um speaking to those friends that I went back to and that sort of pulled together what the first Hero would look like um I yeah had a couple of friends that would do it I was speaking to my clients about it who um you know they were able to help me kind of um grab a couple of other girls to jump on and February I sort of said three is enough I'll go I'll give it a give it a try yeah amazing and so that you know we, we've spoken about how that was sort of the start and then from there you're able to learn okay and and fine-tune any small little you know processes within that sort of eight-week course and then that obviously was successful. You saw results with those clients, with those friends that went through in the first round. What was then the process of going from, okay, I've done this with friends now. I know that it works. How do I get this to, you know, the general population or the the, the women in my area that I don't personally know? Yeah, um, I think I was quite lucky with that. So one of my clients actually introduced me to a Facebook page um, that was that's for Wellington women um, and it, it talks about all sorts of stuff but um, you know hairdressers and all sorts of tips and tricks and things like that and one of my yeah personal training clients knew about it she initially put up just a really small sentence about that I was I was doing um, an eight-week kind of learning to lift program that got a really nice amount of recognition on the page and I used that platform actually as my sort of after I'd run the first one, had that tiny little inkling of confidence after you see a little bit of success. Um, yeah, that I that I put up kind of a more detailed post in there, and that received a really overwhelmingly lovely amount of recognition um, and interest from yeah girls in the area so I think I was quite lucky in that respect that there was already a social media platform that I could kind of jump into um but you know I made the most of that I knew that was once I knew that was there I thought okay well use it yeah no mm. I remember when you, were, when you were doing this because obviously like there's so many different strategies when it comes to marketing yourself or seeking out you know ideal clients and we often talk about you know leveraging social media but I think when we think of you know leveraging social media and using social media to market yourself we just think of sort of you know posting about yourself on your own platform and you know creating a personal brand and everything like that which you know is amazing and you should do that anyway but 
again, what you don't necessarily think about is actively going out of your way to seek, you know, the demographic that you're looking for and really putting yourself out there in the spaces that they're going to be. So doing things like that where you're advertising in a Facebook group or community where you've got this whole demographic that is specific to the people that you want to be working with. So, you know, young women in Wellington, you've got this whole pool of an audience there as opposed to waiting for them to come and find your page or, you know, mm-hmm. going through this, you know, a marketing process of, of trying to, um, you know, create reels that are going to engage certain types of people or using SEO and all of that kind of stuff. People often don't think about why don't I just go directly to them and actually put myself out there. So I think that was an amazing strategy. And I mean, you say you were lucky, but but you're the one that put yourself out there and then you're the one that that did the work in following up with all of these people. And so from, from there, you had three people in the first one and then you you reached out to this Facebook community and, and put the Hera word out there. What was the process of going through all of these women and this amazing response that you received? Were you calling people? Were you um, just giving them the link to the program? Um, did you have to vet them first? Like what was the process there and how many people did you end up with in the end for your second round? Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're totally right. And I did just to quickly go back to what you were saying. I've come from not a marketing background and, um, you know, I, and I knew that I needed to hop on social media and I think that has been really pivotal for the success of Hero going forward. But I actually needed somewhere to start and to start somewhere you know why why start from scratch when there's so much out there now but it does just take a little bit of looking into what's already out there and how can I maximize what's out there first and then as I've as I've progressed I've grown my socials and stuff as well um but yeah in terms of so following that um that post that I did do in the Facebook group I had Oh, I think about like 150 girls message me. So this is, I've been growing here as I've been running it. Um, so when I started, I had no systems in place and I'm not sure if I had a hundred percent advised that going forward, but um, it's, it's been a good way to learn. Um, so yeah, so I didn't have sort of any, any other way to kind of write in and then leave it there and I get back to it in time it was sort of just direct message me straight away so I think I had about yeah about 150 direct messages to respond to which was incredible it's what a wonderful problem to have um and I I went back to all of them personally um it did get to a point where I couldn't call so many people one to one to one um so it turned into voice notes and um yeah, getting back to them personally through a voice note, but I think picking up the phone and actually saying hi name has that kind of impact. I think another part about Hero, which I didn't talk about, is it is an in-person program. It is trying to bring people, um, women together and to create a community, not just to learn to lift, but actually learn to lift in a safe environment that's fun and has other women. And so I really want that to come across when I... Um, get people involved as I want them to know that this is a really safe space it's small it's just with me um at this stage and yeah so I thought the personal touch of when going back to them would kind of also get that across too hopefully it did take a lot of time yeah as I said yeah it took a lot of time to do that and so um as I've progressed and as the interest has grown in here, I've now been able to kind of streamline that process. So um, I now do have a website with more information on it. I've got a place where you can, where the girls can register and now even put up um, a bit of a deposit just to save a, a spot. I run it. Another thing I should say about it, it's just small, six girls at a time. So um, those seats now are becoming quite limited and popular. Um, but yeah, Back at the start after that very first um, sort of big amount of interest, uh, yeah, I went back to every everyone personally and said thank you for reaching out and how awesome that was and here's some more information. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's just a testament too of, 
of how much you know the kind of work that you're doing and that other coaches in the AWPT community are doing is wanted by the public like I think people often use the excuse of like oh the industry is just so saturated like there's just there's no point it's it's too hard to you know work with women and all of that kind of stuff but I think your story again is such a good reminder of the fact that you know there are people out there that want what you want to give them and then what you only you can give them and I think because you know we work in this space we see all of the different people doing you know something similar and so we think oh well like it's just it's too hard it's too saturated but the general population don't see that because they're not in that space yet and so they're you know sometimes you need to go to them to show them what they're missing and Mm -hmm. then and then look what can happen, which I think is, yes, such an incredible story. Um, and, yeah, and obviously you've learned a lot along the way when it comes to, you know, changing your processes and, and, and dealing with the demand that you have received for the HERA programs. Um, so you, you've touched a little bit on the success and the fact that, you know, one of the key parts of of HERA is the fact that it is so relationship-driven and community-driven and it's a safe space and it's a supportive environment. What would you say, would you say that is the number one thing that you attribute to the success of HERA or what would you say is the reason that it's popped off the way that it has? Yeah, I would say a a few things have... um have led to the success of Terra. Um, I think that to get into the gym, I agree with what people say and I remember it myself, like it is really intimidating and there is a lot of information out there that is contradictory and confusing and things like that. And I, so I think Terra is actually a service um, that, that has a need. Um, so, you know, it just, it is just learn the basics and once you've got that then you can do whatever with it um and then so I think you know there's actually room for it so I think that helps to to get the success um I think yes the community that it creates and the safe space that it creates also um helps drive the success of the program because a lot of words that you hear People, I know I, I talk about women, but I'm sure that men and all people find going into somewhere new intimidating and the word used to describe a gym is often intimidating. So I w- really want the space that I create to be the opposite of intimidating and really welcoming and learning. And it's okay to figure all of this out and to be able to do that with other people who are in the same space, the same phase um, has been really cool. Um, and so I think that yeah draws people in to wanting to do here as well. I think the personal side of it has been helpful for the success of here. Um, we are moving into online and doing a lot of things online post COVID, but at the same time, you know, we do still live our life in person. So it's nice just to have another. Um, option and to actually do something post-COVID in a group and in person has been a bit of a shift almost backwards but I think that's been really um, you know draws in a lot of people and and when you're in that learning phase to have someone right there is quite helpful. Um, I haven't really talked about after HERA but you know after HERA you've kind of got that kind of ability to go a bit more on your own but you've just got to learn the foundations first. And then a massive, massive thing that's helped um, the success of HERA has actually been word of mouth um, in terms of promotion and advertising going forward. A lot of the women that now hear about HERA are are people that know of other women that have already done it and things like that. And so making sure that the service I give my clients is exceptional so that the feedback that they pass on to other people is equally as exceptional um, to help bring in future business has been really, really helpful for the success of HERA. 
Yeah. Yeah. So no. you, I, I don't know, I'm just talking up too highly, but I feel like there's been a few things that have helped um, grow it just at a very nice rate over the past year. Mm. 100%. And it's been so cool as an onlooker as well to be able to see that growth. And also, like, I mean, I think the fact that your clients and the women that go through Hera are still meeting up outside of that mm. container, mm-hmm. which like I see on your socials is so cool and such a testament to the community that you create within that eight weeks. Because even like even as a coach that that trains in general, I often will train in my own time, but it's so nice to be able to do things with other people and to have a training buddy and to have that accountability and to have a community. And as you said, the gym is often called intimidating in quotation marks and and part of that reason I think is because one people don't necessarily know what they're doing but also that they might be feeling judged or that other people in, in that space are intimidating full stop and so having that community creates that safe space then outside of the eight weeks when they go on to train on their own anyway um mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that's such a testament to the support network that you create that they're still catching up after the eight weeks is done. Yeah, that's been a really, really cool um, byproduct of HERA. Um, and, you know, where I, I am, Wellington is small. There is, um, you know, you can meet up with people really quickly and easily, but the fact is that people, that the, the girls have is really awesome to see um but also yeah just by actually because even though say you go and you follow an online program like to do that program you do have to go to a gym to do it most of the time there is a lot of home stuff but to to follow a gym program is to go to the gym um and so it's all well and good being like oh I'm going to go to the gym but it's still that step in the door um that you have to get in there and if that's really intimidating intimidating will people so yeah by bringing them into a gym getting them really familiar with the environment and also the fact that they stay on in the gym is really cool because now yep on definitely Tuesday and Thursday afternoons um you know there's a a really lovely community of women in there that create you know that that safe space even though it's not here um there's there's faces that they recognize and that's just helpful so even though they might just be following their own program they might be doing it on their own online that around the surrounding environments um being created for them that they feel safe to train there as well so that yeah something something that's really cool as i said a byproduct of Hera that i hadn't noticed i hadn't really thought about in the start but um now is a big part of it 100 percent. no that's and as i said it's been so cool to watch that happen and that community grow and so it's supposed to finish off mm-hmm. what's next what's next for Hera what's next for you what are your goals for 2023 um oh big question good question um what's next is I actually run my first Hera Hera's two coming up um starting just next week so that's kind of the short-term goal is get that started um it's been you know we finished up in December so I feel like a month off I'm kind of like itching to get back into into it a lot of talk and no action which isn't good for me so I'm really looking forward to that but I think the one thing I would like to do is grow the HERA community to maybe a hundred women like that's a bit of a goal but in order to do that I haven't totally finalized how I could keep doing that um but definitely running HERAs but it's just whether I could add in some other some more stuff but um that's all pipeline things I'm not too sure about yet but then the, I guess a hundred a hundred girls and the women in the hero community would be pretty awesome that's so cool and I can't wait to watch you smash that goal over the next year and as you said with your own advice that you just got to start and you'll mm-hmm. find a way and you've already yep. made it, like you've got your foot in the door you've got you know, these 38 women that you've already worked with, you've got the interest, you've got the demand, the spots are filling up, but it's just working out those small little process tweaks to figure out, you know, how many 
hours in a day do you have how much time can you like book within a gym to be able to run these different programs but I have no doubt that you will be able to fine-tune those those processes and absolutely change the face Mm. of female strength training in Wellington and in the world hope so thank you thanks for the support (laughs) yeah yeah no the support from everyone's been amazing Oh, no, my pleasure. But no, you're absolutely doing amazing things. And is there anything that you want to leave this podcast with? Anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to chat about? Yeah, I think it is just just giving things a go and actually trialing trialing it um, has been, you know, you just have to, if you want to do something, the only person who would hold you back is you. So just give it a crack and see what happens and just let opportunities kind of go from there. And then I guess another huge learning that I've had is and uh, is ask for help or notice where you need some help and take help when it's there. And so I knew when I had came to the idea that I wanted to run this program that, oh, actually there's some stuff I don't know yet about how to set this up and how to get going. And um, I, I asked, for help and asking for help was the catalyst for everything that's come from there and it doesn't necessarily mean joining a big mentorship or something it could just be asking a family member or someone like that to help um but usually there's someone who who can help bring that idea to life and it's super rewarding 100 percent asking for help helps funnily enough (laughs) yeah it's been a huge help so that yeah all the mentorship and stuff has been a huge help for me 100%. 100%. And where can people find you and follow your journey with Hera? Oh, yes. Um, I am on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Hera, H-E-R-A dot P-T with P-T. And um, also, if you want to find out more information specifically to Hera, um, there's a website to www.herasquad.com. Perfect. And I will have all of the details that um, Penny just listed down below in the show notes. But otherwise, team, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the AWPT podcast. If you did like this episode, please be sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as that does really help the podcast out and helps us grow and reach more ears. And we will see you or hear from you, or you will hear from us, I should say, next week with another episode. listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.